Hi everyone, Matteo here. Welcome to the Stepsero podcast. I'm joined by Doris Friedel, Austrian-born people manager and systemic coach. Doris, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matteo. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for joining. Um, for people who are listening, Doris and I worked for the same organization quite a few years back, and uh, we recently reconnected, and uh, she's currently coaching. She has tons of experience in the uh, people in people leading roles in the HR industry. Um, so I was I was very very happy to to have you on board and, and pick your brain on a few topics. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's really exciting and so it's amazing seeing you back again. Thank so. you. Um, mm -hmm. Let's let's jump into it. Um, we had uh, we had uh, obviously a couple of conversations before, also prior to hitting recording. Like we uh, we wanted to touch on on a few topics that were both very passionate about. May I first ask you to introduce yourself and speak about your, your previous experience and maybe add why uh, mental health and mental health at work are important topics for you? Yeah, yes, of course. Um, I actually, I worked over 25 years in different positions, different countries um, related to leadership, to HR. So most of them, most of the positions were HR. And then I, I realized at a certain moment when I was in a position of, a, of an operations manager uh, that I wanted to, to have a different approach to, to lead people, to work with people. Because it's um, it, it's it's a lot of pressure. We we have a different. We're living in a different world now. Digitalization changed everything. It changed the speed, and um, that's why I actually followed um, my training to systemic coaching also, and um, I got more and more in into. Um, the how to have in, into the question of how can we actually create a work environment that is good for us our health that makes us um have uh, you know when you choose for a job that you you can do this job long term and not just for you know one one or two years and then you're totally burned out because it's happening more and more often as we know so that's why i this way yeah can i ask you and and this is also comes from a personal curiosity how would you define systemic coaching i think right now you're probably maybe the first person or one of the few that i that i ever uh, spoke to that is uh, that is into systemic coaching could you could you break it down for me a little uh yes of course well actually when we talk about coaching systemic coaching we don't only talk about you know, job coaching or career coaching and uh, private coaching, your system is the entire life. It's, it's your life. And, and you are in the center. As a person, you are in the center of this life. And we look at all the different aspects of uh, your life. So, and, and it's actually a, you know, a vice versa of uh, you towards your private life and your uh, business life. You're actually a, a, a personality that, uh, for example, shouldn't change personality when you go to work because you lose a, many, a lot of energy. And that's uh, the idea behind uh, systemic coaching, to, be, um, to live one life and not you know, be, be authentic. Mm, that's interesting. And you know, I, I, always, I always refer often, not just on the podcast, but in general, when, when touching on, this, on these topics, specifically about mental health at work, that 
you know, statistics say we spend about, you know, uh, two thirds of our time more or less at work. And uh, obviously work is such a big part of life and people more and more often touch on the topic of um, work-life integration, right? So mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't really speak anymore about work-life balance or we do, but not to, us, to the same extent we used to. And now, like you, like you said, like people see work and private life as blending in together and they, and they try more and more to bring their own self uh, to work. Like you said, it's a waste of energy sometimes to pretend you're someone else or to wear this mask or to act differently. Uh, is, this, is this very much in line with, uh, with systemic coaching? Uh, yes, definitely. So what we do is, or what I work with my clients on is um, we focus on, on uh, the own needs and the own values. And we're trying to, you know, to find out how can uh, he or she live uh, these this these values and needs within uh, the entire life, you know, and also the work aspect, you know, like values, for example, you can have uh, the different, I mean, you can, um, you can have different needs, for example, you can have the need respect, you can have uh, the need uh, creativity or fun or uh, physical activity and then we're trying to see how can uh, an employee or how can you as a person adapt your work environment uh, according to it. Interesting and may I ask you like like when you started as an HR professional right like you said you have about 25 years of, of work experience like was it very different back then? Like, were we, were we talking back then about needs and values as much as we do, as we do today? Actually, yeah. I've, I've been thinking about when I started to prepare this podcast a bit. I've, th I've been thinking about my first job that was in, in Brussels in the public sector. And uh, it's so different because nobody questions the system by then. And nobody... We, also me, I was, I was happy to get this job. I, I just did what I, I've been told to. And it's, it's the, the, the entire mindset changed. And uh, nowadays, um, you know, the younger people, like the 20-somethings the nowadays, they, they come immediately. They, they want to live their potential. They want to find it out and they want to live it. They want to live their values and, and they are telling us their needs and that's the bad news for the employers because uh, the change is happening so um, we, we we are facing a change and um, we need to uh, deal with it if we want or not so are the needs that you usually come across when you do coaching or when you or when you do your own research like are they always realistic and in line with uh, with something that you can achieve professionally um, it, it always, it depends. I mean, what people understand by the need, because uh, a need can be, as I said, um, creativity, for example. And then we can work on a creative approach, how to uh, set up a budget. You know, I mean, it's, it's just an extreme. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find, so I listen, I work out on the needs with my clients, and then we're trying to find a way how this can be lived in, in uh, because it's also a uh, it's a matter of mindset, you know, how you approach it. 
uh, if you see creating uh, a, a budget a creativity in, in budget creating as creativity, then it's fine. Then you can live it. If you don't, then you don't. You know? um, yeah, interesting. That's, that's a really good way of explaining it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I know that you're obviously this is perfectly in line with what we're discussing. Like you're, you're a big advocate and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, as far as I know, you're a big advocate of um, interpreting values and collecting this kind of feedback. And then based on that, either questioning old structures at work or readapting somebody's professional lifestyle according to it. Like, is there a way without giving away any, any professional secrets that you can <laughs> guide me uh, through like the sequence of how you approach this, uh, this kind of work, like from, from understanding the values to, to um, approaching um, work style. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a bit, it's a bit of um, a, well, first of all, I, there is, there is two different aspects. There is the employer's aspects and the employee's aspect, you know, view. So um, the employer um, first, needs to be fine <laughs> to question current structures and that's why I'm there because I'm 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 trying to you know um, be honest and um, explain what what we where we need to go what what's happening on the job market for, for example figures tell us people um, there's we don't have that many high potential looking for jobs anymore and um, we want to, we want them, everybody wants them. So we have to do something on that side. And um, there is, um, it's, it's just, you know, it, it's uh, a, it's a longer process. Um, it needs, it needs time to change the structures. Um, it also needs a lot of willingness um, of, uh, for example, leaders to, to um, adapt to a new style of leading people and uh, that's what we need to work on it's uh, again it's a, it's a mindset that needs to be changed and um, when i um i can i can bring an example if you come if there is a you know an old structure like the public sector it's difficult it's difficult for for leaders, for, uh, for um, bosses to being open uh, to, to these changes, you know, because they, they would have to start to trust uh, their employees, they would have to relax, they would have to be fine with a different uh, flat hierarchy at the end, you know, self-organization by the uh, employers. So, um, yeah it's a it's a longer process and it depends a bit um on um what type of company it is mm, fair enough um what would you say again like I'm, I'm just very curious uh about you know about this topic so i'm, I'm trying to to learn from you as much as i can and yeah. take advantage of this of this uh recording to to, Thank uh, you. Mm -hmm. uh, to know as much as i can but um why do you think or what do you think are the main fears or pushbacks from leaders when they approach um, this new this new mindset is it is it about maybe being afraid to um, 
give away part of their authority and their power or you know losing control over over employees like what do you think why do you think is there so much resistance sometimes to to this uh, mindset change yeah that's a good question and it's it varies so much it's it's um but uh, the two examples you mentioned are already good ones and um it's um it, you know it's not easy when you learned a, a type of leadership uh and and then you should be a mentor that would mean that you're on the same eye level i think you call it you know and and uh you would have to uh you know have a different tone a different type of communication um you would also have to change um your meeting style you would also you know and um the fears are huge in 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 failing in failure and i think leaders need to understand that uh in when it comes to flat hierarchies they are not uh, the person anymore uh, they they're not the person anymore that has to take the entire load of responsibility um because uh if um you know flatterically works fine people take responsibility they are motivated and um they're willing to you know they they're dedicated um you will get full commitment um if people can live their potential it's fine but it's it's a huge it's a long uh, a trip there it's not easy mm. so, to um, yeah. so based based on what we're discussing like you would say and again correct me if i'm if i'm not stating it right that this is a more of a of a top down approach right as in leaders need to make the first move to understand that uh, that the change is needed to understand that this is the vision for say their company their organization and they need to be the first ones to be open to it in order for the rest of the organization to adapt right mm-hmm. uh, is is this correct um actually um to start with yes but it needs to come from both um from both parts right mm-hmm. um but uh, my experience told me if um a founder of a company is not willing to change a mindset or doesn't you know see the importance there it's not going to work so there needs to be already a, a, a you know a very a very strong uh a boss or a ceo um that uh, wants to wants the change you know mm-hmm. and the other party of course is the employees um they have a responsibility as well because um they they need to focus on their they need to be willing to work on their values they need to you know to identify their values their needs and they need to focus on identifying their potential and then they need to ask for what they need and they need to you know there is a activity as a proactive approach from them their side as well needed um so if um if you don't ask for a change you won't not get it you know and uh yeah fair enough <laughs> you do you see this as being let's say you know i often i often like to imagine let's say the workplace in maybe 10 years 5 years you know like you, you we often have this com- we often have these conversations when we speak about uh, well-being at work and and different um, organizational approaches and and workflows 
you always imagine, okay, will this work and is the trend positive and what can I expect in say five or 10 years time? Like, do you, are, are you positive about the, the evolution that you foresee in the workplace? Do you see that, um, you know, at some point in time, it will be sort of a given that, uh, that organizations should be um, flatter compared to nowadays that, uh, that uh, a growing uh, collective mindset is more needed and, and things like that. Like, do you, are you positive about the, the direction we're heading into? I'm definitely positive because um, it, it can't be stopped anymore and the change is going to happen. I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely there. We need time, of course. It's not going to happen from one day to the other. There's many, many companies. Of course, we are in Berlin. There's uh, modern startups, but the new uh, organizations, they, already, they are already there. And, um, and also uh, already the bigger companies uh, start understanding that a change is needed. Um, um, even, you know, uh, bigger companies like Deutsche Bahn or, or others. So um, I'm very positive about it. Hmm. And, like, and, and as, as you speak, like I'm taking notes, I'm like at page two probably of... of <laughs> um, it's, uh, you, you, you know, like I, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you, you mentioned now, you know, startups and, and corporates, and obviously they have you know, clearly different approach based on their resources, right? Like I assume that, you know, in case of a corporate company, a lot of, um, a lot of these kind of services would probably be in-house. If, if they're not already, they will be in the future, right? Uh, because they can afford it. They have a lot of um, personnel and employees. Um, startups, especially because we're in Berlin and, and my background uh, right now, it's mostly coming from the startup tech world. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing especially now 2020 um, that it is very difficult uh, because of the situation with uh, with the pandemic and because startups you know per se not not don't always have like the right amount of resources it's very difficult to change the way things work within a startup because obviously they they need to focus on their financial bottom line they need to grow very fast and and to come in and ask or try to drive change within these organizations is always a very big effort that is sometimes considered on top of what the business is like. Mm-hmm. And, and this is my view again, I'm not, I'm not a coach. I, I just gather feedback from, from uh, my own personal network, from other people who are coaches. And I know that they sometimes struggle with the idea of approaching a startup and convincing them that this is not just something that is on top of work. This is part of their work, right? Um, do you, do you have any advice? Like if you, if you could, you know, either speak to other coaches who are in the same situation or even startup founders, like how can they understand that what you're doing is exactly uh, supporting the business directly and it's not something on top. It's not like a nice to have anymore. Mm-hmm. It's part of our lives. It's part of our lives. It's part of our work life. And it can start in small steps. You know, it's not something additionally. Um, you can create a respectful environment by implementing new communication style, you know, work on communication, make people understand what good communication is, uh, make people understand how to 
how to use which uh, communication tool, for example. We have so many communication tools within a company now. We, we have, uh, you know, from email to phone to uh, all, all the Skypes and, and uh, others. So all these small steps can, can be done um, step by step. It's not really an additional uh, load. It's still, I know, it's still sin, sin as a as an addition. It's it it look it feels like um, a huge um, a huge uh, you know a huge mountain to climb uh, above. Um, if you have the right mindset, it works. And if you share as a as a boss as a leader your mindset with your with your employees, it works. Um, it needs uh, patience. It's not a change from, you know, it, it can't be done probably in three months or even not in six months. It needs change. Um, it's, um, but in the long run, uh, it's, you, will be, you will have so many positive aspects. Um, you know, you will, you will have uh, new employees that want to work for you. Um, just look at companies. I would say that um, CEOs, they should look at other companies, how they deal with it. Because also it's a very, you know, it's a very, you cannot say for startups, uh, you do it that way. There is no recipe if you want. It's a very personal approach because it has a lot to do with the personality of the, of the founder of the company. Hmm, interesting. And thanks for sharing. Like, and and mm-hmm. when you, you know, Obviously, you touched a few times on on the idea that this is a mindset, right? And I, I would say, ideally, you know, you as a as a coach, you would love to find, let's say, fertile ground. Like when you speak to a leader, and you know that they are open for discussion. Uh, so I think that's kind of like the the paved way, and it's easier for you to to discuss with the with the you know the people manager or leader about about future opportunities for growth. What happens when you start to cooperate with uh, with a leader who's uh, obviously you know who doesn't know about about systemic coaching, but is also resistant or maybe maybe because he's too used to or she's too used to the previous way of working like how do you how do you approach the idea that you first need to work on their mindset in order to uh, even start a discussion on uh, on changes to, uh, in the organization like is this something mm-hmm. that you would shy away from as a as a coach or it's actually engaging for you as a coach it's for me it's super interesting if the if the person is willing to talk to me i would definitely work on the mindset on the current mindset and um i would uh, work on um what uh, is the result or what what can be seen in life or with what results um out of this mindset you know what can what how is the company doing now what's the culture company culture for example and then um, you could always um, uh, create a a fictive uh, other mindset and see what would be the change what would be you know uh, the the new world be you know do I want this or don't you know so it's it's more like the first step would be what would be if we question the 
current leaders uh, leadership style or what would be if we question the current uh, meeting style or things like that and create a new picture we want so it's it's sort of like um working together with with your client with your partner towards building a new vision um for the company you know and so so as far as i understand it's always very much uh, prone to analyzing not necessarily what happened until now but what could happen if you know we changed like a few things around like so it's always like very much oriented towards the future right definitely yeah it's a vision it's it's uh, definitely it's a vision and and um the founder needs a vision for being able to you know to, to to survive the changes and this vision needs to be um needs to be communicated to the teams communication is everything transparency is everything and people need that for being able to trust and uh, you know all this creates a, a trustful relationship that what we want um as in interesting and let me if that's all right like let me let me um go a couple of steps back because i, I meant to to ask you before but then i got caught into into all the mm -hmm. questions that i want to ask you uh, <laughs> the you know we we said obviously this is a this is a two-way street like there's a responsibility on the on behalf of the of the leader or the employer um to to work on this mindset and be open for transparent communication and and you know clearly work on this new vision but there is also responsibility on on the part of uh, of the employees right um what can be can we go maybe a little bit deeper on what can employees do right because i you know at least partly agree with the fact that um or or let's let's rephrase it this way like i i often read and discuss about it being a top-down approach and that the leader needs to be uh, the catalyst for change and needs to let's say kickstart this this process um, mm -hmm. at the same time you know you you said it very clearly and, and i and i fully agree with that that it's not just the responsibility of of the leader right like employees uh, would be at fault i would say to expect that um you know it's it's fully the leader's responsibility and they just receive what's good and and thrive within the company so what what are what would you say are the main aspects that an employee should focus on in order to either be the catalyst for change or to make sure that uh, that um, they are cooperative enough with the leader to to move along this vision mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think i think that employees uh, they their their first um, active uh, approach should be to to work or to get to know their uh, what what they want actually what do they want in life what do they want to work what do they need and then to be brave enough to to ask for it and to communicate and don't wait until somebody else uh, tries to guess so that's i think it, there is there needs to be a proactive approach and i would even go so far that um, if i'm not happy in a company and it destroys my health uh, mentally or physically um i would uh, i would have the responsibility to quit this job if i had if i had asked for you know uh, what i needed and i don't get it that's also uh being brave and uh 
driving towards the change, you know? Um, so um, it's, it's more about the self care and um, yeah, I think um, self care is covers it. Um, and um, self care, I mean, it, it, it also includes for me uh, knowing about my resources, knowing my potential, you know, this is uh, when I, when I, I know all that and I can communicate it and then I live it, then I'm, I'm fine you now. Um, but I have the responsibility too as an employer and employee. It's, uh, it's, it's super, like, I find it like really fascinating what you touched upon because obviously, you know, this is, this is a podcast where we have very open informal discussions about mental health at work. And, and you clearly mentioned, you know, um, it's really important to also sort of make a self-assessment, right, as an employee and, and see that mm -hmm. if, uh, if a certain way of, of working within the companies is damaging to, to my mental health, then maybe I should consider moving along. But before doing that, I need to ask and proactively kind of like raise my hand and say like, hey, you know, can we change this or can we, can we work on this? Uh, which I, which I think it's, it's, uh, it's super cool the way you, the way you stated and I, and I fully support that. I like, my question then would be, what would you tell those employees that are still very much, let's say they're not probably in a very good place mentally because maybe they're stressed, maybe not necessarily because, because, you know, of, uh, of the leader's fault, but maybe because they're, they're very demanding and strict with themselves. So they put themselves in a position of stress. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they're very, so they're not happy in a happy place mentally. And at the same time, also because of that, they're very um, resistant to, to ask and make this first step because it could look bad, right? We are in a very performance driven society, especially in, in startup world, in, in tech, in digital, like it's very competitive spaces. And people are always very um, sometimes shy uh, and limited into asking or into raising their hands and say like, hey, I don't, I'm not very comfortable with the way things are done here. Can we change that? It's kind of a very big step for employees. Unless mm -hmm. they see that the leader makes the first, make the first move, then they feel more relaxed. But is there any advice that you would give to, to employees, to, to you know, team members, to anybody who is kind of hesitant to make that first step and, and raise their voice and, and be vocal about these issues? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, I think that's a very personal, um, there is no, there is no rule on it because it depends a lot on the personality. You already said that there is people, um, that can do that, that they're, you know, they have enough, um, self-confidence to do that. There is others that don't, um, and that would mean, uh, working on the self-confidence is, um, is, um, a, a, a possibility um, to you know to to move on. Um, it it always depends on the convictions I have about myself, you know, and um, and um, if there is convictions that are kind of destroying me or you know making me uh, making me uh, sick mentally, um, then um, I need to work. I, it's inner work, and uh, if I'm, I'm, I know these convictions, and I know how to change that, and that's what we do in coaching. We find a different approach, we find a different way to act in the future. Um, then it's it's possible. 
Did I answer your question? I'm not sure. Perfectly. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm really, I'm, it's funny because I started taking notes somewhere on the paper and now it's scattered all over around. Like I'm, I'm taking, <laughs> this was great. Like I actually, you know, we're heading towards the end of the conversation, but I would, you know, you know, I would say probably like as a, as a final, let's say wrap up of what we, of what we touched upon, right? Like what you do as a systemic coaching, clearly has a great impact on on mental health when done right and because you know you you work on a way as a coach to allow people to fully express themselves to be themselves at work um, to to stop wearing this mask and 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 actually bring their individual self to the workplace and and really fully realize their potential right and and this is something that I think every company should should be very ambitious about, very vocal about, and and to use like the same the same format of uh, of a few questions ago. Like, are you are you confident that we're heading in the right direction when it comes to mental health at work? Like, because you know you you read everywhere about the stats and and you know they speak about this this so many you know, million dollars like being spent by 2030 and, 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 and uh, some statistics look grim and they say that, um, you know, like uh, a lot of employees, they're not very happy with the way their managers handle this. But at the same time, you know, you said that you're very positive that um, we're heading towards a place where employees are more and more um, careful about their values. Employers want to bring this change. So, do you see this as being, um, do you see this as, let's say, as a, as a positive outlook for specifically mental health in the workplace? <laughs> yeah, I'm a coach, so I always have a positive outlook about something, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yes, it's, it, it's still hard work, but I see there is change, you know, there is company, uh, comp there's more and more companies working with coaches, hiring coaches externally, there is also online uh, coaching formats already because the need is there and um, and uh, companies spend more and more money on the well-being of, uh, of their employees. I think um, there is uh, also here is still some some a long a, a way to go um, but we will we will get there um, and um, I, I think, um, yeah, if, if both parties take their responsibility, we will get there faster. You know? Fair enough, a good, good way to put it. Doris, we're heading towards the end of the, of the conversation and I, I obviously I, I leave you the stage in case you want to add something, but more importantly, um, how can people find you? What's the best way to, to you know, reach out to you? Um, if somebody wants to, uh, wants to know more about your your services and what what can you um, offer to these people who are um, who are and specifically I'm talking about business leaders right mostly like what yeah. what can they expect from uh, from talking to you from having a first conversation what what should there be what should be their needs what should be their pain points or should there be any mm -hmm. Um, well, first of all, you can reach me via my website. That's uh, www.doris-friedel.de. And, um, and the second thing is, yeah, um, how, um, well, they, they, they can reach out for me if they want, if they see they have difficulties with 
employers, we, with teams. I do team workshops. Um, I, I do workshops on com improving the communication within teams, within the company. Um, what I did professionally in the past as well is uh, in, in changing, changing the, 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 you know, the, the, the way of communicating. And um, also, um, of course, uh, coaching one team member or um, team leads. Um, if team leads needs to be coached, need to, be, need to find out what's the best way of uh, leading within their company, um, then I'm the person, I'd say. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's perfect. And if I if that adds to to adds any value, like I can definitely vouch you as a, as a person as a professional. So I really <laughs> thank you. That, <laughs> really hope that people reach out to you and and, and want to know more about, uh, about your services. Doris, once again, thank you so much for for being part of the podcast. I hope I didn't ask too many questions, and uh, <laughs> hopefully we can do this again at some point. Super great. Thank you so much, Matteo. It was a pleasure, really. It was fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. For me too. <laughs>